Welcome to Major Choices, a podcast all about designing the career you want. This podcast is produced by the Career Development Center at Indiana University, where we meet with thousands of college students each year to help them navigate their own major choices in life. Today's episode is hosted by me, Rachel Gerber, Associate Director of University Relations and... Caitlin Thompson, Assistant Director. In 30 minutes or less, we will discuss how to explore your options, learn more about yourself, and start to head down a career path that feels right for you. Think of us as your personal career coaches, giving you tips and guidance on the go. Today's episode is focusing on AI, or artificial intelligence. There's a lot of buzz going around about AI. No matter if you are on the AI cheer squad or a bit suspicious, I have a sneaking suspicion that AI isn't going anywhere soon. There are many ways that AI can help you on your collegiate journey, and that's what we're going to dig into today. Well, Caitlin, I'm thrilled that we are doing this today because we are going to give our listeners here an overview about AI as well as some ethical practices when using it. But since we are focused on career development, this episode is also going to include AI in our own career development journey. So think resumes, cover letters, interviewing, researching companies, all those good things. So listeners, welcome to episode 37, All About AI. We are so glad you're here. Rachel, um, I have mostly used OpenAI's ChatGPT and a little of being Microsoft being Chat, but I'm, I'm pretty sure Microsoft is actually changing being Chat to Copilot in the future. Um, have you used one or both of these AI models and and like, how did it go for you? Okay, Caitlin, you know, I can hardly keep track of how things are shifting and changing with AI because I feel like every time I open up my news browser, there's a new story about AI and how it's changing the world here. You know, I have I have used both, you know, OpenAI's ChatGPT and Microsoft Bing Chat. Um, I don't know too much yet, except just to hear that, you know, those things are on the horizon with moving over to the Bing chat being rebranded into Copilot here coming up soon. But my experiences with um, both of these types of AI platforms has mostly been just to generate ideas. I actually used it for the first time um, last summer when I was helping to plan my family reunion. And I needed some ideas for like menu planning for like 70 people over three day weekend, 15 of us had, you know, gluten-free needs. And so it was fantastic. They had some fantastic ideas, like just, you know, at the click of a button Um, Mm -hmm. that I've also, you know, asked AI to plan some weightlifting workouts for me, which has been super cool. And even when I like injured my shoulder, I was like, can you please modify for the right shoulder? Um, And it did it. So, you know, most of the time for me, it's just for working to generate those ideas for me personally. But for work, I have used it to generate um, copy text, you know, for workshop titles or marketing blurbs, things like that. But I'm continually learning more about it. So I'm so excited that we're going to have this conversation today. What about you? Yeah, no, this all sounds so great. Like you're actually giving me ideas on like ways I could use it in my own personal life because I've honestly mostly used it for work. Like I first used ChatGPT to find out like kind of some emerging career trends for a work project. And it was like for the environmental sector. And I didn't really know like how to get started. It was the first time I'd ever kind of done this project. And then 
kind of after like a few attempts of air quoting here, like talking to chat GPT, <laughs> um, I did end up with like a list of like just kind of some sources and general trends that got me like a, at a starting point. And it was so cool like to have this tool to kind of help me like narrow in on specifics and find a direction because I just didn't know how to get started. Mm -hmm. um, but again, I just didn't quite know what I was doing that first time. <laughs> and honestly, that experience, um, I think, is kind of felt by a lot of people like they don't know how to get started, um, which leads us to our student question uh, today. Alex from Fishers, Indiana, called into the podcast wondering about how to get started using AI. So let's listen in. Hi, Rachel and Caitlin. Many of my friends are talking about how they use ChatGPT for almost everything and how it makes things so much easier. But I'm hesitant to get started. It seems like AI is advancing rapidly and I don't know where to begin. How can I effectively use AI for my school, my personal life and eventually a career? Thanks so much. Thanks so much for your question, Alex. Oh, AI systems like ChatGPT can feel intimidating, which is typically the case when new technology emerges. I totally feel you there. And just for simplicity, Caitlin and I are going to use the names ChatGPT, Bing Chat, Copilot, and all of our other you know AI platforms as an interchangeable term um, that means just utilizing AI in general. So you know if we say one or the other. We kind of mean just sort of the whole blanket. So, but you're right. People are hesitant when the internet and smartphones, you know, originally became available. That new technology sometimes, you know, takes us a little bit to, to figure out, you know, how do we really feel about it? But new technology doesn't have to be scary. We can adapt and adapting is part of being resilient. And remember that there's a lot of resources available to you here at IU. Um, University Information Technology Services, otherwise known and most affectionately as UITS, has created a website called AI at IU, and we're going to link that in the show notes. So this resource is fantastic, and it walks faculty, staff, and students through the ways that AI models can help you, and it really keeps you up to date on the latest things that are happening with AI in general. And while we're going to give you some career guidance about using AIs in today's episode, you can always reach out and make an appointment with a career coach to learn how to more effectively prompt AI in assisting you with building those resumes, preparing for those interviews, and all the things that we're going to talk about here coming up. And if you don't know how to get started making an appointment, just as a reminder, email us here at iucareer.indiana.edu, and we can get you set up. Exactly. And you know what, Alex actually brought up another good point, and that's using AI in a career. So Rachel, did you know that in November of 2023, Amazon Web Services conducted this access partnership survey where about 75% of employers stated that they wanted to hire employees with an AI skill set, but they are struggling to find applicants with AI skills. Wow. Yeah. And then over 90% of employers plan to use generative AI in the workplace in about five years. So pretty quickly, right? Um, so getting a jumpstart on growing your AI knowledge and skill set now while you're here on campus will definitely pay off later. So though that AI is going to be useful in our careers and potentially our everyday life, but what do we mean by useful? Like what is AI good for? <laughs> 
Well, let's get started with what it's not good at. So AI doesn't understand emotions and it cannot explain your logic or thinking. AI is like an assistant or maybe like an idea generator that you get to like kind of use to guide you and it can get to know you, right? So how can AI assist you? It can help with time management by creating weekly schedules. Maybe those schedules include like your classes, if you are doing a fitness plan, volunteering, studying, all sorts of things. So if you are studying a particularly hard subject, you can actually use AI to explain difficult concepts to you. And you can ask it to explain them at a middle school or high school level. Uh, Another way is using AI to help with like automating those tasks. So composing emails or summarizing meeting notes. And it's also a really great study buddy. So let's say you're studying for an exam and you're going through your notes and you're just kind of trying to figure out how should I study for this, right? You can actually copy and paste your notes into an AI model and then ask it to create quiz questions for you to study with which I could have definitely used as an undergrad. (laughs) I was going to say, that's a super cool thing to think about. You know what I mean? And and I think having these conversations really helps us, you know, us human to human, right? To prompt our own creativity about how we can leverage AI as our own personal assistance, which is exactly kind of what I'm going to talk about here. And I really like to think of AI as a personal assistant, that it's more of a tool that aids us and making our creations better and helping us to brainstorm. Um, I've actually used it also in the career fields to help to edit resumes and cover letters because it's really important, right? Number one, best practice that we tailor make each resume that we're applying for for jobs that is specific to that particular position, right? It's the best way, hands down. And so when utilizing AI as a personal assistant, we can first and foremost add in that job description along with our resume and prompt AI to help us to identify how our skill sets and experiences most connect with the positions in order to be able to make our resumes that much stronger, right? To make that much more of a particular connection. However, let's just put it this way out here first. When adding our own personal resumes into an AI bot, you need to be make sure be really mindful that you don't add any of your personal information, right? So just cut and paste, you know, your education, your experiences, your skill sets, not necessarily that header that has your name, your address, your phone number, all those things. AI models train and learn by connecting and collecting our data. So we want to avoid inputting those sensitive, that sensitive information. And this is also true in our jobs, you know, um, just be careful like where you're where you're throwing around your your personal information. Right. Um, but thinking ahead, if you are using AI in an internship or job, you need to be mindful of employee information, company data or any information that might be inappropriate to put into an AI model or make sure that you're using AI approved um, platforms that work with your university. Okay. Um, it's also important to really fact check whatever results come up because AI is not perfect. There's actually a thing called AI hallucinations that can impact the results that we get. According to IBM, an AI hallucination is when an AI model views patterns or objects that are non-existent to human observers. 
So these hallucinations create results that are inaccurate and don't always make sense. So you need to make sure that you're reviewing things with a critical eye and that you're also seeking expert guidance from professionals or cite additional sources before just blanketly like using the information that AI gives you, okay? Also, I think it's really important to know that AI is constantly learning and it does so by identifying patterns within the data it's trained on. So that data may be incomplete or inaccurate and we don't wanna jeopardize our academic career or personal integrity just by only going with you know, what AI spits back at us. We can actually give AI feedback regarding the prompts that it provides us with, and this is how AI learns. So telling ChatGPT what was helpful and what wasn't helpful actually improves the results and helps it to learn better patterns, which also mitigates and starts to eliminate those AI hallucinations. Um, and if you notice that it, if it gives you inaccurate information, definitely make sure to tell it. Harvard's AI guide reminds us to be careful regarding copyright infringement too, which I think is really important to, to state off the bat here, that their guide recommends that users refrain from asking AI to rewrite or reproduce like copyrighted works or to create a substantially, you know, to, in order to like make a similar work to that. In fact, the New York Times issued a lawsuit in December of 2023 against ChatGBT and Microsoft's Bing Chat. So copyright law will definitely impact how AI will develop and how users can interact with it. So all this to say is to remember AI's purpose, right? It's, it's a great resource for reviewing your work and adding to your own original thoughts or, you know, things like personal documents, like resumes, cover letters, and things like that, not replacing them, right? It's not, it's, um, it's an idea generating tool, but solely using AI on its own, you know, just only using exactly what it says and not to use it and to review it with your own critical eye can be considered a form of plagiarism. Yeah, Rachel, those are some really great tips just to get started and kind of framing like safety. Definitely, I'm interested in those copyright law suits that are coming out. It'll be an interesting mm -hmm. thing to see how AI evolves and what we can and can't do in it. So, so basically, then how can you avoid inaccurate or nonsense results, those AI hallucinations, right? How do we effectively use AI to aid us when we're trying to be creative? Um, this is where prompt writing comes in. And prompts are the questions, the information, or the sentences that you enter into an AI model like ChatGPT. So what you put into those models is what you're going to get. Um, prompting AI effectively is, is the key to getting quality feedback. But how do you actually effectively prompt AI? Like, what does that look like? Well, you need to get really specific. So for example, if I was here on campus and I had just arrived to Bloomington, I might want to know like of a new restaurant to try around campus. So I wouldn't want to say like, where should I eat in Bloomington? That is way too generic. You have to think about what kind of food do you like? Are you a vegetarian? Do you have a food allergy? <laughs> Which Bloomington are you even talking about? You can mean the city of Bloomington in Illinois or Minnesota. So instead, you could say, where can I find pizza in Bloomington, Indiana that has gluten-free options? 
So some people like to think about prompting AI, like writing a professional email to a person you just met, not texting your bestie. Um, And that kind of is an interesting way to think about AI. You can actually pretend that AI is a person, maybe not your bestie because you're just getting to know it. Um, But you can help give the AI model context by asking it to act like someone, Um, maybe acting like someone you would ask for guidance. So, for example, let's say you're getting ready to apply for a job. You could prompt ChatGPT and say, act as if you are a hiring manager for a marketing firm. And are there any redundant or irrelevant details I should delete from my cover letter? Then after removing your personal information, like Rachel mentioned, (laughs) um, you can copy and paste your cover letter into the AI model. So using job descriptions or summaries or internship details can also be really great context for AI. You could ask ChatGPT to provide you with four specific changes you can make based on a job description, then copy and paste the description in. Again, giving it that context, asking it to act as if it's someone, that's really going to help with those prompts in your results. And you can change it up. So if the first prompt you try doesn't give you the best results, rephrase it. If you start with a simple prompt, continue to build on it. Change your tone and think about the audience. Should the results be more professional or personal? If you're asking it to write like a best man speech, you're going to want it to be a little bit more personal, right? Than professional. Um, AIs uh, or the Harvard AI guide actually recommends to try adding in do and don't. So for example, what are the top 10 places to visit in Michigan? Do include state parks and museums. Do not include amusement parks or shopping centers. So again, you're giving it that context to kind of say, this is what I want. This is what I don't want. Well, Alex also mentioned how AI is rapidly changing. And you know what? That is so true. Um, Not long after it's released, ChatGPT began to produce images and surf the web in real time. And as AI continues to develop, it's our responsibility to make sure that we're staying up to date on changes in policies, whether we're a student at IU or working in our dream job. And luckily, as we mentioned before, UITS created that AI at IU webpage to help students understand the AI policies that are here on campus and to keep the campus up to date on the changes to IU, like Microsoft launching Copilot to replace Bing Chat. Um, IU will eventually also be launching AIU, a new chat style AI browser services service for IU students, faculty, and staff. And in the classroom, make sure that you're carefully reading your course syllabus and asking your professors for their policy on AI usage in their course. Make sure you talk to your instructors on how they're using AI and how you can leverage AI to use to be successful in their course. You know, quite frankly, this is a very interesting moment in our life and history right now where Mm -hmm. faculty and staff are learning right alongside you, you know? (laughs) So, so, but definitely have open conversations about that, you know, how you can use that to be um, successful. There's also a great article on learning.iu.edu's website, which is called Learn with AI. And that gives students guidance on the best practices and perspectives on how to view and to learn with AI. And we're also going to link that article in the podcast notes. So if you're looking to build your AI skills to enhance your thoughts and creativity, there's tons of free resources online. 
So as IU students, you can access LinkedIn Learning for free through one.iu.edu. LinkedIn Learning offers several AI trainings where you can learn basics, um, learn the basics of AI, understand how to identify and remove bias in AI, and earn certificates to add to your resume and LinkedIn profile. Because just like Caitlin said, <laughs> employers are wanting these skill sets to see the, in their, you know, hires. So it's a really important thing to think about, you know, it's not going away. So how can we make the best of it and to learn about it and to leverage it for our own gains? IBM also offers a free AI Foundations for Everyone course through Corsica that teachers that teaches about prompt engineering. So maybe all of that feels a little overwhelming, but remember, again, you're resilient. Caitlin, you're resilient. I'm resilient. <laughs> We're all resilient here, right? And resilience is what helps us to adapt when we face obstacles in our lives, whether things seem out of reach or with, when technology continues to advance in leaps and bounds. And if you've been hesitant to use AI, we do hope that this episode has sparked your interest and calmed some of your fears. Or if you've been using ChatGPT since day one, we hope that you learned some best practices for engaging with it. Thanks again, Alex, for your question. College is expensive. Want to learn more about money and personal finance? Check out IU Money Smarts, a free and confidential service for IU students. You can schedule a one-on-one -on -one appointment and talk to a team peer financial educator about budgeting, savings, credit cards, debt, student loans, and so much more. You know they say money is power. Take back the power by learning more about your financial future. Want to learn more? Visit moneysmarts.iu.edu. That's moneysmarts.iu.edu. Check it out today. everybody. My name is Mallory Rodruck, and as a new addition to the Career Development Center here in Wells Library, I'm going to be the host of The Student on the Street. So a little bit about me. I'm a freshman studying public relations, and I have minors in business and exercise science. I work as a career peer here in the CDC, and I can help you work on and feel more comfortable with just about anything portraying to your professional future. With that being said, the student on the street for today is going to be, drumroll please, myself. <laughs> so I figured that this might be a good and a fun way to just get to know me a little bit before I expand onto campus and have an actual student on the street. So the topic of AI can be seen as very taboo, especially at a big university like IU. However, outside of what you hear from stories about people using AI to cheat, it may actually serve as an educational tool. There is a scale, though, when it comes to using tools like this, and that ranges from destructive to beneficial. And I use range very lightly because the gray area between destructive and beneficial does not really exist. And it really is either one or the other. And it's important to know how you can use it to your advantage as a student and what is too far in reaching more of that destructive end. IU actually approves of an AI program called Bing Copilot that is regarded more as quote unquote safe AI. Now, this doesn't mean that it's okay to use Copilot to cheat on your homework or have it write your essay for you, but here are some ideas of what it can be used for. So aside from being able to use it to enhance your resume, I like to use it to help me study. And this is actually a really fun way to explore the capabilities of AI and expand your knowledge of some of the things it can do. So especially if it's late at night, I'm short of study buddy, you know, I'm crunched on time, I just wanna go to bed, we've all been there. 
I asked Copilot to give me some practice questions. So this week I have been studying for my statistics test and I have been asking it about some college level mean, median, and mode questions. And it has given me some really good and useful things to practice. It is not always fun just simply looking in your textbook for questions that are super wordy and hard to understand. So using AI can help with some more generalized questions and help you not get brain overload. Quizlet also actually has a really good AI tool. It takes the terms that you have in your set and strategically gives you questions based on those terms and actually expands beyond them and can test you on some related topics as well. So that's really interesting to see what other things that it can give you to work on. And that has been a really nice way to test my knowledge and figure out what I actually need to prioritize this week. And it has saved me a lot of time. I really hope that this has helped expand your knowledge on the capabilities of AI to understand that it can be used beyond ways that can get you in some academic misconduct trouble and helped ease some of the possible fear surrounding this growing tool. Knowing how and when to use AI not only can help you be a better student, but it can also possibly get you ready for a future in the professional world that is learning to work with AI and not against it. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Mallory Rodrak with Student on the Street. Until next time. Thanks so much for joining us today on Major Choices, a podcast all about designing the career you want. If you like what you've heard, subscribe to Major Choices, rate us and leave a review. It really does help others looking for career advice out there in podcast land to find us. And as always, we hope that this conversation motivated you to experiment with using AI effectively and responsibly. <laughs> Remember, there are resources to help you as you develop your AI skill set. We are always happy to help. So if you need help locating your career coach, remember you can contact us at iucareer at indiana.edu. Special thanks to our fabulous Career Development Pod uh, Center podcast career peers, Jed Ams, Lena Evans, and Mallory Rodra. Finally, from Fei-Fei Lee, a computer scientist and the co-director of the Stanford Institute for Human-Centered Artificial Intelligence, she said, artificial intelligence is not a substitute for human intelligence. It's a tool to amplify human creativity and ingenuity. Until next time, friends, be well.